Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, November 4th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The anonymous U.S. intelligence official who sparked the impeachment inquiry into Donald Trump has agreed to answer questions. Saudi Aramco has launched its long-awaited IPO. Regulators press Deutsche Bank's Christian Seving to take some responsibilities off his plate. And McDonald's sacks its chief executive over a relationship he had with a colleague. Plus, the FT's Kieran Stacey helps us keep track of all the U.S. antitrust investigations big tech companies are facing and which ones we should be paying attention to. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Donald Trump's allies are pushing to unmask the CIA whistleblower whose complaint is at the center of the impeachment inquiry into the U.S. president. Now that whistleblower will take part in the probe. On Sunday, the whistleblower's attorney said that he had offered Devin Nunes the opportunity to submit questions in writing to his client. Mr. Nunes is the top-ranking Republican on the House of Representatives' Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. But the whistleblower's attorney made it clear that Republicans cannot look for identifying information about his client. President Trump talked to reporters on the White House lawn on Sunday. He called the whistleblower an Obama person and anti-Trump. The whistleblower should be revealed because the whistleblower gave false stories. Some people would call it a fraud. Congress is currently investigating a July phone call Mr. Trump had with Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky. Specifically, lawmakers are looking into whether the president pressured Ukraine to find dirt on a political opponent while withholding military aid to the country. Saudi Arabia's Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman first disclosed his ambitions for Saudi Aramco to list in 2016. And now the long-awaited IPO has launched. The FT's senior energy correspondent, Anjali Raval, explains what this means for the state oil company. The process has been dogged by delays over years, and that's largely to do with the inability to get a $2 trillion valuation. Now, that question still hasn't quite been answered, but there is a feeling among the investment community and among the bankers working on the deal that either the Crown Prince will have to compromise and reduce his valuation expectations, or investors will have to view Saudi Aramco more favorably. Now, the company and the kingdom have been putting out the stops to try and get investors to view the company in the best light. They've changed tax rates and royalty payments. They've also offered up a bumper dividend. This is what's going to be on show over the next few weeks, because it's not over until it's over. What we're going to see is that analysts from major banks working on the IPO will get on the road to go meet with investors to get a sense of what the reception is. And then executives from Saudi Aramco will also do the same. After that, once they know what the reception is, they'll get a sense of pricing. And then in theory, if all goes to plan, there should be a listing at some point in December. But I've got people telling me the company and the country could still pull away from a listing. So just watch this space. Regulators are pushing Deutsche Bank's top boss to drop one of his roles. The European Central Bank and German regulator Boffin say Christian Seving should drop his dual role as chief executive and head of the investment bank. Deutsche pulled out of equities trading and laid off 18,000 people over the summer as part of a radical restructuring. And regulators are worried Mr. Seving's responsibilities could undermine the plans. 
They say a chief executive has to promote prudent risk-taking, while the top investment banker was, by definition, a risk creator. The regulators are hoping Mr. Seven can drop one of his roles sometime in the next year or two. And McDonald's has sacked its chief executive over a relationship the fast food giant is calling a violation of company policy. McDonald's announced Sunday that Steve Easterbrook, quote, demonstrated poor judgment involving a recent consensual relationship with an employee. Mr. Easterbrook has served as the company's chief executive since 2015 and has been credited with doubling McDonald's share price in that time. The burger chain has appointed Chris Kamchinski as the next chief executive and president. Mr. Kamchinski was previously the president of McDonald's U.S. business. And here's a story you should know more about. Large U.S. technology companies are facing five separate federal and state antitrust probes. And it can be a lot to keep track of. So I asked FT's Washington correspondent, Kieran Stacy to break them down for us. Big tech now faces more antitrust investigations than you can count on one hand. They are multiplying at a rate of knots. So let's see, what have we got? We've got the Department of Justice, one of the most powerful agencies you can be investigated by, unsurprisingly. Department of Justice is looking into Google. We know they've launched an investigation into them and it certainly has jurisdiction over Apple and, as far as we know, is thinking of launching an investigation into Apple. The Federal Trade Commission, it has launched an investigation into Facebook. Congress itself is looking at Google, Amazon, Facebook, Apple, and just more widely at the way in which the competition laws are drawn up in the US and whether they apply properly to big tech. And then you've got two separate investigations being led by state level attorneys general. One of them, 50 different AGs are looking into Google being led by Ken Paxton, the Texas attorney general. And this is a company that dominates all aspects of advertising on the internet and searching on the internet as they dominate the buyer side, the seller side, the auction side, and even the video side with YouTube. And a separate one, 47 AGs are looking at Facebook, and that's being led by Letitia James, who is the New York Attorney General. So at the moment, if you are Google, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, you are being bombarded, I think, with a series of requests for documents as all these various different institutions look carefully at your business models. And if you're a consumer, it can kind of make your head spin how much is going on at once. So to that point, Kieran, which one should we be especially paying attention to? Right. I think this is a really interesting question. Usually you would look at the Department of Justice and the Federal Trade Commission as the federal bodies that take action on antitrust. They're the ones that have the biggest power. For example, the FTC was the one that fined Facebook $5 billion for violating an agreement over the Cambridge Analytica scandal. But on this occasion, I think it's slightly different. I think the fact that you've got so many state-level attorneys general means it's quite a problem for big tech, these state-level investigations. First of all, they're having to deal with document and information requests from so many different places. Second of all, what often happens is the state level authorities can be um, sometimes a bit more aggressive and sometimes more willing to push the boundaries of what we think the law should enable law enforcement agencies to do. Now, the reason that's important with big tech is this. US antitrust policy says that to take action against a company, you need to show that whatever they're doing is harming consumers. The thing with big tech is a lot of these companies either 
give their product away for free or charge very little. So Facebook, you can sign up to Facebook for nothing. Amazon sells its products for less than the competition. That's one of the reasons it does so well. So can you really say here that consumers are being harmed? You have to be a little bit more creative in how you look at what a consumer is and how they're paying if you're going to prove that consumer harm. Now, it seems to me the attorneys general are being a little more creative in their thinking here. They're going to be creative. How, how are they going to do that, Kieran? I'll give you one main example, Ken Paxton, the Texas AG, and his fellow AGs looking at Google. They're looking specifically at the digital advertising market, and they're looking at whether Google is ripping off not people who use its search engine, but the advertisers who advertise on there. To do so, it's got to get quite into the weeds in Google's business model. A lot of this is very opaque. They'll have to find out a lot of information from various different companies, not just from Google, but from publishers, from various other people who advertise on Google. From what I've told, they're starting to get very into the detail of that. So if I'm Google right now, if I'm Facebook, that's where I will be really focusing my attention. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.